Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. So we have some people rolling in, uh, maybe one or two empty lines, but they're filling up fast to talk to you so we can go ahead and, and take some calls. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Anytime. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go to Karina on line three, and she's calling from Washington today. And welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Wow, this is very exciting. It is. It's for me, too. How are you? Are you in Washington, D.C. or Washington State? Uh, Olympia, Washington State. Mm-hmm. Great. Your capital. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been reading your power of intention, and mm-hmm. and I can feel myself connect with source. I've been doing this stuff for a long time, but I have trouble staying connected. I my ego comes in, and I want to get angry, and sometimes I let it go, and then other times I just totally choose the ego when I say I want to be angry right now, mm-hmm. and I know that's not me, but. Sometimes it happens, and how do I keep on, you know, going through and staying connected? Well, I think there's a difference between being angry and just being able to express how you feel about some things in life that you don't like, um, which is perfectly healthy and a normal thing to do. But uh, it's very interesting the way you phrase the question. You say, sometimes I'm connected to source and other times I'm not. The fact is that you are always connected to source. If you didn't, if you weren't, I mean, what do you think it is that's beating your heart right now? And, what, and growing your fingernails and growing your hair and digesting your food and, and all of this invisible intelligence that is holding all the organs together in your body and, uh, and making everything work and, and so on. Uh, that's source energy. Every breath that you take, right. you're, connected, you're connected to source. So the question isn't whether, you're connect, whether you are or are not connected to source. The question is, is, is how rusty is the link that you have between your source, uh, between y- yourself and your source. And when you go to the ego, what you do is you you edge that all out. You're still connected, but uh, you start believing in what's called the false self, which we call the ego. And that's the part of you that starts believing that the world ought to be the way you want it to be instead of the way that it is. And if you could just get yourself to that place, that's all, Karina, that, that whole awareness that, um, uh, the, you know, the people in the world and the world is the way that it is. And my judgment about it, you want to get rid of your judgment, you want to get rid of your criticism, your condemnation towards anything and anyone out there and get into that state of peace where you just, you know, you can allow. And when things come up that you don't like, you can express your, your dissatisfaction uh, with them and your and your dismay at them, but you don't have to go to that place where you, you're judgmental and critical and so on. That's that's where you just, when you only have love to give away, that's how your life becomes. And, and you start attracting into your life what you want then because, you know, you don't really attract what you want in your life. You attract what you are. And uh, and that subconscious mind of yours is is busy, um, you know, programming your life based upon what kinds of thoughts you place into it all the time. And if you can place the different kind of thoughts into it, why would you want to be angry anyway? Though you said you sometimes you just want to be angry. Well, like like you like you said, I want the world to be a different way than what it is. Mm. Well, that's called that's one of the definitions of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel I feel daily I have like this, I don't know if I am bipolar, but I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, I just, I, think, I don't know, yeah, I don't know how to find to stay connected. Yeah. 
Well, that's you know that's an overworked term. I, I think every there are always a bit a bit of bipolar uh, in, in every single one of us. You know that uh, you know in the Tao it says that built into all good fortune is misfortune, and good, built into all misfortune is good fortune. There's good fortune and misfortune everywhere. There's uh, there's ups and downs. There's highs and lows. Some people call that bipolar. I just call it life. You know, it's like uh, everything isn't always just on one smooth thing. Uh, and when the uh, when the the stuff comes in that you find yourself getting angry about and so on, that's the time to sit back and, and and talk to yourself and say, you know, why would I allow myself to get angry? How can I practice just sending love uh, in these times rather than because uh, right. that ego of yours is just it's just such a, a dominant force, isn't it? I mean, it just has so many <laughs> d- demands on you, and it's always insisting that uh, it, you know you do things a certain way and that uh, that you you know that you have to own everything and and uh, you know everything has to make you mad uh, you know once you you get to a place you know one of the best ways to get past that is to meditate more i i find myself becoming more and more calm um the more time i spend in you know just being quiet and, and that's the only way to really make conscious contact with your source and stay there i think Okay, and then I have a question on meditation because I have uh, just began trying to do like 15 minutes uh, in the morning and at night, and but I'm not sure like what I'm supposed to actually be focusing on. I just try to quiet my mind and feel my inner body, but if there's something, I'm not sure exactly like what it even consists yeah. of. Yeah, it's a good question. I wrote a book about all of this called Getting in the Gap, and, and I also has a C, it has a CD at the end of it. And uh, Esther Esther and Jerry Hicks have a new book called, called Getting into the Vortex, which has a which <laughs> does a meditation as well. Um, the 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 answer to your question is there's no right way to meditate. There really isn't. I mean, meditation is just getting quiet, uh, pushing all your thoughts out, just allowing yourself to be in a place of peace when another thought comes in. I always think of like uh, your your thought system is you know is like the uh, the ribbon that runs underneath the, the stock market. You know when you ever see the stock market postings on CNBC and and so on, and there's a, they just keep going by, going by, going by. Every stock that's out there, there's thousands of them, and they they tell what the price of it is. Think of those as your thoughts, you know, and and mm-hmm. these are your thoughts, and they're always going by. There's so many of them. You're not really thinking of them. These are they're all these are all the thoughts of God. They're just going by, going by, going by. And you just decide which ones you want to pick. And then when you pick one that doesn't work for you, you know, like, he really made me mad, or I'm not making enough money, or I'm too fat, or my boyfriend doesn't like me, or whatever it is, you just take, instead you, instead of holding on to that thought, you just put it back and say, I don't think I'll take that one. I'm going to pick, wait uh-huh. till a nice, love, a nice loving one, a nice peaceful one comes along, and I'm going to process uh-huh. it that way. Uh, and, and so... You know, but basically, uh, there's no right way to meditate. As I talk about that in getting in the gap, there's just uh, it's just a time to get quiet, to get peaceful, and to come to know God. Let's go to Ben on line eight, calling from Melbourne, Australia. Hi, Ben. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Good day, Wayne. Nice to meet you. Hey, good day. How are you, mate? <laughs> good. <laughs> I met you at the I Can Do It concert in Sydney, very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, you may remember this guy coming up to you and saying, hey, my mentor. You ah. may or may not remember that. doesn't matter. There were a lot of people there. And there were about 3,000 people there. I remember it very oh, well. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, with people fiddling with those cameras. Um, Wayne, I've been studying you and Louise and Alan Cohen and Michael Neal and all those other people for years. I'm qualified in coaching and counselling. Mm-hmm. Um, although I have not actually practiced it commercially, 
But I made a decision in the last few months to actually really go for it. And my God, has the universe fallen into line. Um, I've been invited to join a self-development and well-being centre in uh, Melbourne here. And it has the most extraordinary name. Can I give it to you? Sure. It's called Contagious Enthusiasm. Oh, I and, love it. Uh, it oh, they're, not, they're the most beautiful people. Now, I'm a man who can't stand doing marketing and websites and all that sort of thing, a bit like yourself. I don't like sitting right. in front of computers. I started the process of doing all this, and it has all just fallen into place. It's all being done for me. So all I have to do is, my, today's my first day, and I now have a consulting room there, and uh, it's an extremely exciting time for me. It's amazing. It's amazing. What, yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to say it's uh, it's always amazing to me that uh, when people finally get it and they start to feel themselves aligned uh, with what it is that they're here for, with their dharma. I talk about it in the shift, and 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 once you get that sense of uh, you know I'm I'm on purpose, that um, yep. everything starts aligning. You know, and Carl Jung talked a lot about this. He called it synchronicity, where you almost start to feel like you've got this collaboration with fate, don't you? That uh, that uh, whatever it is that you place your attention on, uh, and, and as long as you stay al aligned and you do it from a place of love and, and service, uh, that uh, the universe just offers you the, the right, you know, you, you, you don't have to have, you know, I, I just had a little experience like that this weekend where they sent me uh, where I'm living. They they passed some new law where you have to, designate how your place is used and for tax purposes, you know, just endless kind of paperwork and so on. And I looked at that thing and I thought, you know what, I don't do this kind of stuff. That's not what I'm here for. And that was, I, I got it on Saturday. So Monday morning, this, which is now uh, eight o'clock, I went down and I talked to this girl, Teresa, down at the office. And I said, she said, I'll take care of that whole thing for you. You don't have to bother with any of that. And I thought, that's sort of the way it works. You know, it's like, and, and she loves doing that. that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what and she, the time. Now, can yeah. I share a couple of other coincidences that have happened? Sure. At the Hay House conference with you, I wrote a little part thing for uh, the Hay House blog on, on um, with how Wayne Dyer's changed your life, and I won your book, Excuses Be, Excuses Be Gone. Mm -hmm. A year or two ago, I decided that uh, I really wanted to be on stage with Abraham, so I was. I spent half an hour on stage with Abraham. Oh, I've just I done that. Sandra Ann Taylor's course, The Ultimate Magnetic Power, and I've won a reading with her. And mm -hmm. tomorrow I have a booking with um, Kay Taylor, Dr. Michael's wife, and she's booked out solid, and yet I've got in. Yeah, that's the way, that's the way it works, my friend. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you called. That's it's such a that you know that instead of calling with a problem, what you're doing is calling and saying, you know, to people, for, you're, and you're calling. For, I'm thanking you for what you and the others, that mainly at Hay House, have taught me through listening to thousands of hours to develop my coaching style. Your work mm -hmm. is now going out through me. So that's so wonderful. Really that's, wonderful. A, that's how we can just how we can get this world fixed. That you know we can what you're talking about right now can end uh, end violence and end wars and end the conflicts that we have on this planet. Uh, it's just yeah. uh, one and, per, one person at a time, and when enough of us get aligned, that's what. Uh, have you seen the shift yet? Have you seen the movie? Well, I own the shift, Wayne, which is out on on loan at the moment, as always. Good. Well, we're yeah, going to send so. we're going to send you another one. So you got another gift coming today. So leave your address. <laughs> we'll put one in the mail to you. But thank you for calling. You I appreciate it. getting a a call to sort of reaffirm that uh, 
you know, so many times when we find ourselves out of kilter and things aren't working the way we want to, you've got to go to that place within yourself. You've got to discover God within you and say, you know, I am, I, I am here. Who I am. I love those words. I am. You know, I am really exactly. is the words of God. Yeah. I talked about that yeah. when I was down there in Sydney. Uh, and when you say I am God in action, and remind yourself that the, the tiny little speck of you that was placed in you by the Creator when when uh, when you were you know when you were conceived can can be enlarged to a point where you can realize you are God. You have the capacity to be able to manifest and attract virtually anything you want. The problem is that most people just don't believe it. They want to believe in a false part of themselves that uh, that is, is is not even real. Anyway, thanks thanks for a great call. A long time to understand that. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. Yeah, thank you, my friend. God bless you. Take care. Leave your address. We're going to send it off to you. I'll I'll do that. Thank you. Great. And we'll get uh, Ben a copy of the shift, and maybe he can share that with his clients and people at the wellness center that he's going to be working with in Melbourne. So amazing, though, that just what you've been talking about when you see it in action and how it works in people's lives. Ben's just a perfect example and confirmation of. Getting aligned, getting aligned with source. It really is, Diane, and it's uh, and, and it's one of the hardest things to teach because because we are we we, we uh, we've been had we've been programmed with these mind viruses, um, you know that uh, from 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 the time that we were little boys and little girls, and they've become like a virus in our body. They just keep duplicating and replicating and spreading, um, when in fact there's no truth to them whatsoever. Uh, there's no absolutely no limitations on uh, you know with I mean in the in the in the New Testament the most famous words Jesus ever spoke was you know uh, you know with God all things are possible and that leaves nothing out it leaves nothing out so anybody out there listening thinking that and it isn't this is not a religious statement this is just like with you know with source with the idea with the awareness that within you is a a, a power that knows everything and is capable of doing everything. It's omniscient and omnipotent. It That's what God is, and that's what you are. Uh, it's just you just got to stop believing in all of the other stuff, and, and especially putting your focus on the outer rather than on the inner. Because the outer isn't real. That's I always give that in my talks. I ask the question, what is, what is real? You know, as Muktananda said, that is real, which never changes. So the endless bodies that each and every one of us have been in, like I'm 70, I've been in so many bodies uh, since I incarnated into this planet in, in this lifetime. You know, a tiny little body, a teenage body, a 20, 30, 40-year-old body. And the fact is that those bodies are not real because where are they? I can't find that 20, that, eight, that 18-year-old body. It's, there's nothing about it that's left over. But the I that was in it just endlessly and infinitely goes on and on and on. Go to that rather than the outer, the stuff that isn't real at all because it's always changing. Absolutely. It's so beautiful to uh, to hear that from Ben. We did have kind of a little bit of a connection problem, but I yeah, think everybody, was, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> everybody got the gist uh, of the call. And, you know, I'm going to go back to my 23-year-old body the next time I put that bikini on. In Is my, that right? In my head. Yeah, That's absolutely. right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that one better. So we yeah. have about seven mm-hmm. minutes left, and I think you'll really sure. be able to help this next caller. Let's Great. go to Lana in Massachusetts on line nine. And she has a question about dealing with her teenage daughter. So let's bring her on. And you're Hi. on with Dr. Dyer. Dr. Dyer. Hi, I am absolutely spellbound by you. When I oh. first um, read your manifest, your destiny, I think it was, many, many right. years ago, mm-hmm. right. I didn't have to buy it because you know how it is. The truth is free. So it just showed mm-hmm. up exactly when I needed it. And it mm-hmm. sat by my Bible for years and years until I let someone borrow it and Never seen it again, but all those right. seeds were sown, and um, 
I've 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 really vibed so much with everything that you've taught and everything that you've said, and um, I feel very connected to you, and um, and I've used everything that you teach along with Jesus. I'm you know, and I I hope it's okay that I put you right up there with all the other bodhisattvas that have stayed around to help humankind. I hope that's not too much for you to. <laughs> no, it's not because we're we're, we're all bodhisattvas. We're, we are we are we all have Christ consciousness within yes. us. Each and every one of us, as Mother Teresa put it so beautifully, she said, "Every day, I see Jesus Christ in all of His distressing disguises." Oh, oh know, my the, heart. The, the, yeah, the person standing on the street corner asking you. I just I spoke in Vancouver the other night. Uh, and it was 18 degrees. It's the coldest it's ever been in the city of Vancouver. 18 yeah. degrees. It's usually, you know, in the, maybe in the 30s at this time of year. And yeah. I walked out of the theater, and there was a woman there who was obviously homeless. But I mean, this is now really freezing weather. And she and she could tell that she was on drugs, and her eyes were all glassy. And yeah. and I, as I was walking, everybody was trying to usher me out of there and acting like I was so important. And I stopped and I said, "Wait, I want to talk to this woman." And I reached into my pocket, and I, I had a $20 bill in there, and I put it in her pocket, in, in her hand. And I and I and as I walked away from her, she looked at me. With, she was almost so glassy-eyed, that, and, and she didn't even know what to do with that. Oh but as I was God. thinking, I was thinking about what Mother Teresa said, that, you know, Jesus Christ is, is there, too, in that in that beautiful soul. And I, I think, you know, sometimes... She get herself something warm to drink. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think that um, I see Jesus more in the ones who have got it. The worst. I think I read somewhere that the um, something about how the prisons are filled with saints. You know, yes. something along those lines. I can't quite mm-hmm. remember what it was, but I mm-hmm. I could understand what he was trying to say. So along sure. with these saints and these bodhisattvas, we have teenagers. Yes, and, and tell me about I your have... teenager. What's going on? <laughs> so do I. I. Yes, I have a 17-year-old, very gorgeous teenager who I swear was an Egyptian queen in another life and thinks mm-hmm. that she still is. Mm-hmm. And the fact remains is I, I want to be able to respect her past. She's extremely powerful, and she is a good girl. She doesn't do anything, you know, um, that I would really be worried about, but she really does not care what I ask of her, um, even right down to, you know, if I ask her not to go out, or you know, because she's grounded, or um, could you help me with the dishes, or, you know, she just blows it off and just leaves and and I I no longer know whether or not I should just leave her be and just you know accept this or is this disrespectful now there's a fine line and I'm having trouble seeing where I can um, let her be her own person Mm. and deal with her own karma and try not to take on her stuff but just support her along her way and well, it's a, such a good question, um, and of course, I don't know your daughter, and 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 I don't I don't like disrespect at all, uh, and 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 and, but I I have uh, I have six daughters, and uh, and I've I've seen a lot of what other people would call disrespect, um, and and I, but I don't take it that way. But my suggestion to you uh, is that uh, Lana, Lana, is it? Lana, Lana is um, is to take her power away, and her power is her ability to control you. And to let you know, see, this is what daughters do, especially with with mothers, um, is is they uh, they get a they get a power trip going. They don't they know that they're not old enough and they're not they don't they're not financially independent. They're not strong enough. They're not big enough. 
um, to be able to control you. But they, but they know other ways to do it, and they're very, very clever at it, uh, very, very quickly, especially girls with mothers. Um, and so if you can take that away from her, in other words, she knows that um, she can try out her absolute worst behavior with you, and you're still going to love her, you know, no matter how, because that's, you know, the behavior that she shows with you, if she showed it to her school teacher or if she showed it to her friend's mother, and I would wager that when she goes to other people's houses, they probably tell you how, what a wonderful girl she is and how Absolutely. polite she is and yeah. how nice she is. Is that right? Yes. And, and and then you get those reports back and you say, who is she talking about? You know, I, I don't even know that girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you just take that power away. You just All you do is just teach her that she can't get to you, no matter what it is that she does, in a way that is, uh, you know, that is uh, painful for you or is. You see, when she was about four or five, you you lost all control over her. She's she's on she's on her own path. It's after the age of four. You know, it's like when they're very young, you guide, you step aside, you guide, you step aside. After four and five, and then when they and they start going through their, they're they're on their own. They're, 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 she's fulfilling her own dharma. And if you let her know that you are not going to be manipulated and controlled emotionally by anything that she does, that you are far too advanced or self-actualized or fully functioning or God realized to, uh, you know, the only thing that comes out of you is love. I'd like you to help me with the dishes. Uh, say her name is Alicia, you know, Alicia or whatever, whatever her name is. Um, you know, I, I would, I'd like you to help with the dishes. Uh, if you choose not to, well, that's your choice. You know, okay. uh, I, it's just, you know, it's, I had this experience. Uh, it was very interesting with when I was in, uh, again, in Vancouver last week and, uh, there's a lady that was traveling with us and she was going to help out in the program and she had a teenage daughter there with her and uh she was saying you know that that uh she had a teenager with her and an 11 year old the 11 year old was all excited about going in she's going to hear mom talk blah 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 the 16 year old was giving her the same stuff that all 16 year olds give her they just take a pill for it and they get it it's that you know they have this 16 year old stuff that they that they do To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.